Welcome to Paddle Smash Academy. And we are all things paddle. Hello everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of Paddle Smash Academy. Today we're so excited to have the top 10 female player in the United States. Please let me introduce you, Maria Magraner. Thank you guys happy to be here thanks well welcome for coming and uh why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh wh wh where are you from originally so i'm originally from spain from valencia and so how, how did you get here in, in in miami i know a big transition so when i was about 17 years old i got a tennis scholarship to play for indiana university of pennsylvania and i traveled there at that age and i did a biomedicine um career. I spent four years there while being on the tennis team. And, and that's it. And then I graduated in 2021 with a biomedicine degree and, and moved to Miami. So you've always played tennis and that was your sport, racket sport, correct? Did you ever play paddle uh, prior to that? So yeah, since I was really, really young, I, I was completely focused on tennis. I had to, you know, work really hard in the sport to, to, to try to achieve the best results that I could in order to, to travel here and get the, you know, the sponsorship and the, and the scholarship. So that's, that's when, when it all began, but never paddle in the beginning. So when were you introduced to, to paddle? So surprisingly, even though I was in Spain, I had never played there. Honestly, it was when I, when I moved here that paddle was starting to to grow a little bit nothing crazy like now but it was you know starting to kick in in this country and especially in miami you know i think because of the weather and everything florida was the first state that started to implement the sport so i just had a few tennis players that were friends of mine that were just playing for fun too and you know i started just playing you know every now and then just as a hobby nothing nothing too competitive and what was the trigger point? What makes you said, okay, I want to do this the best I can and I want to be a professional? So after playing, you know, for fun for a while and just playing a few like club tournaments here and there, the Pro Paddle League started last year and I was drafted for, for the Toronto team. And after the PPL ended, that's when I went to Spain and I decided to to practice um, competitively and, and train at a higher level. So tell, tell us that, that whole experience from, from, you know, the PPL, how did you got involved, the draft and all that? Tell how, how was that experience? So I remember just one day seeing an account on Instagram that had like pretty much no followers that was called Pro Paddle League. And I'm like, okay, what is this? You know, like, is this a scam? Like Pro Paddle League here in the US? What's, what's happening? And and I asked my friends, like, hey, what is this? You know, what's 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 the deal with this? And everyone was just applying. So all my friends, you know, from the paddle community were applying. So I was just like, okay, I'll apply too. At that point in time, I wasn't really involved in, you know, competition that much. I would only play the tournaments here in, in Miami, but nothing crazy. 
So I just applied just just to see, you know, what was what was going on. I thought it was an, a very exciting opportunity for me too to get involved in the in the sport. And and yeah, I applied in the draft. I filled out the application and a few weeks later um they released the the drafted players and I was drafted for Toronto. So that was exciting. And you got that magical call. Maria, you've been chosen. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, no yeah, you're probably so excited. You're like, yeah, telling everybody, oh, I'm going to the PPL. Hey, 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 this thing that I never knew existed, it called me. Unbelievable. Well, tell us that experience. So you got drafted, and then what is next? What was next? And So we got drafted, you know, the the owner of the team and the manager of the team contacted us. They pretty much explained what, because we never knew what, what was the deal, you know? We were completely clueless as, as the players. So they reached out to us and they explained, you know, what was the PPL, how it was going to work, you know, who was going to play, etc. So it was held in Tampa and we all traveled there. So they the travel expenses were all covered and by the by the team that you would play for. And then, you know, there were different teams and we competed against each other. But I didn't really get the chance to, to play on court. I was part of the team, but never played and i think that's when the switch happened good excellent so but you did you actually get to play or not so no i was part of the team but was i never played for the for my team on, good i never competed against against the other teams good but i mean the experience was there you were playing with you know practicing with the players and, and all that yeah the experience was great so when you when you got there and you you had the experience you saw all the players there did that motivate you a little bit to say hey look i want to take that a little more serious absolutely um i everything that i do i try to be the most successful that i can so being there and not being able to play was bothering me you know knowing that I had the potential to possibly, you know, raise my level and, and you know, be comp- competing with, with, along with all the other players, you know? So that's when, absolutely, when, when the switch happened that it, it, I got the motivation inside of me to just say, okay, let's, let's take this seriously, you know? And that's when you went back to Spain and started training, you know, start training hard. Tell us a little bit about that, that transition. How many hours did you play? Where did you train and all that? So yeah, after the PPL ended, I that was around June, and I think I went home in July, and I joined this academy in Valencia called Belmont Academy, and I practiced for about two hours, four times a week, and then one hour of conditioning after. So that was a game changer for me. That's when I started playing paddle instead of tennis on a, on a paddle court. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I think that's when when the the change in my game kind of like you know kicked in. So what was the most difficult part in that transition? Because as tennis players, there's you know some of the aerial shots that are different or unique to paddle. Um, obviously the walls. So what were the areas that was most difficult for you? So yeah, like before then, before practicing, um, I would just do like whatever I thought was, you know, right, just using my talent from from tennis and, and, you know, my, I pretty much just coach myself since all the way until, until then and just hitting the balls every time before, before, you know, they would touch the wall, just typical tennis, (laughs) tennis player on a battle court. And for me, I think the most difficult was kind of like making that switch in my mind of like, okay, it's better if you just let the ball go by and just... You know that's the essence of the sport and the essence of para and 
I think that was the hardest for me, you know, but it was mental. It was more like, hey, just let them go. And then one day I was, I mean, when I got to the academy, they, they realized, you know, hey, this is a tennis player, okay, no glass, <laughs> like absolutely no glass. So we d I remember I, we did a drill that it was just like, you can't hit the ball unless it hits the glass. It was a disaster, drama, <laughs> drama, like, hey, no, I hated it. But it made me, you know, like aware that it's much better, you know, and after a couple of balls, you know, you get the hang of it and you have way more time to hit the ball back. It's, it's just a completely different it's story. the whole thing of getting behind the ball, bending down, you know. It's, yeah, uh, my it's... lower back was like, at that point, <laughs> I could feel it. <laughs> How about your aerial shots? Because that's also different, uh, you know, in tennis or in tennis, there's a smash. But, you know, in, 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 in paddle, there's a variety of, of aerial shots. Uh, how, how was that transition? Yeah, I, I like that point. I think um, the smash was something that obviously came naturally because of tennis. But for me, it was more like, okay, if I have to learn something, it's the walls and the bandeja, because it's, you know, what I don't have from tennis. At the end of the day, you know, you have the volleys, you have forehand, backhand, you kind of like get. But I think that was also like um, a hard transition, you know, going from, okay, I cannot smash, just do a bandeja, you know, slow wow. down the pace. So that how's was, your bandeja? Is it good? It's good. But it can, I'm, you know, working on that, working on that. It's, and, the it's a, and the rulo is probably rulo good is too. Good, Easy. Yes. Yeah, tennis played rulo and, and the smash exactly. is good. Chiquitas so, are good. No, yeah. Touch is good. How about Viboras? Vibora is good, but um, I feel like just tennis players, we just try to go too hard on everything, yeah. you know? And yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. changing that concept of, hey, just the bandeja that slow and dies in the glass is perfect you know that's what you want yeah and it's it's hard once you're there with all the adrenaline in the middle of the point just going like boom you know it's kind of like a whole change in your in your mentality beautiful beautiful good so tell us about the tournaments that you're playing now and who you're playing with so i'm currently playing with anna and anna we're gonna what, play anna cortiles and her ranking she's top 10 too So now, is that your official partner? It's in official. It's, wow. official. it's official. Ana Cortiles, official. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually looking for sponsors for, for next year. Go. So for next season. Let, let, let's talk about sponsors. So who, who is your sponsor right now? Right now, for equipment, I'm with Wilson. I'm really lucky to have them as, as the, you know, my, my equipment support. They offer me pretty much everything. Clothes, bags, um, paddles, everything. But I still think that the sponsorship market here in the U.S. is still lacking some for players that are, that are, you know, at the end of the day, you have really good women paddle players and also men that are, you know, raising their, their level and putting a lot of hours to, to, to achieve, you know, a high level. So I think, you know, it should be like a market that brands and um, business should should invest in because it's it's has a high potential to grow in the in the current paddle market can you make a living by playing paddle absolutely not so you yes depend it doesn't on matter if you're number one or two or three um it's the the price money is is really low so unless you're in a world paddle tour maybe top five and you have to well top 10 because you get sponsors but in the top five and you're winning 
you know, between prize money and sponsorships, it's, it's it's difficult to make a living, right? It's really difficult. And I think even when you're playing World Paddle Tour and Premier, like you get the most amount of revenue that you get yearly is from sponsors, you know? Because at the end of the day, you're, you're basing your living off how many rounds you advance to, you know? And if you don't advance that many rounds in one month, well, what do you do, you know? How many tournaments do you play a year on average? So that's a tough question, but I think it depends because there's months that there are there aren't that many. But ever since I started in September playing with Anna, I think we played like seven or like counting the ones that are coming. So you know, on average, maybe it's maybe like fifteen to fifteen twenty. There's there's a lot, but you cannot play all of them. You know, there's. So let me ask you a question. If if you had, you know, an option or choice of getting a sponsorship, what would you want them to cover? I mean, what, what is the desired thing you want them to cover? So I think at least they should cover travel expenses because, I mean, how if you're not making enough money, even if you get first place in a tournament to make a living monthly, how are you going to travel to play more tournaments? I mean, yeah, you have to finance it yourself, you know, but that limits the the growth of paddle you know it limits the motivation there's no motivation because you know you're like okay i'm gonna achieve number one but i'm still not gonna get travel expenses covered so so on average how much do players like yourself uh spend on travel food and obviously um housing when when you're at your location i think on average you probably spend 500 dollars easy on in a tournament you know and And how many tournaments uh do you do a month if i played um seven or six i mean it's, wow. it's a lot of money you know right so let's make a call here on the channel for listening to the viewers if you love paddle and if you love if you want to make paddle grow the united states you want to invest money and you want to invest in the future of paddle maria graner and professional paddle players they need your help so they're going to be promoting your brand in the shirts and in the instagram accounts facebook accounts TikTok, snapchat all of them Please support our players to make paddle growth here in the United States. We need your support. Take his word. <laughs> dig, dig deep in your pockets. So they, they need deep, it. And please. we need it too. We need a sponsor yes. as well. We will benefit all of us. Yes. <laughs> and if you are a brand trying to promote a sport or health or anything like that, paddle is a great way to promote the sports and paddle players, professional paddle players, they really need help. It's a win-to-win. It's a win-win situation. Good. So uh, tell us about the, 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 the Pro Paddle League. So what's coming up on 2024? So 2024, the draft, I think, so I applied already for the draft for okay. next year. And the draft is coming, I think, the 17th of this month or something like that, okay. if I'm not wrong. So, but this year, the level is really high. They have been contacting a lot of Pro Paddle players from Europe, from World Paddle Tours. So... It's harder for the players that are here that don't have uh, permanent residence or citizenship to be able to participate or compete against, you know, those international players. So let's talk about that a little bit. Is that a new rule or a lot? let's go over the, the regulations, the rules of the PPL, like uh, who can be on the team, American, internationally, resident, those things. So I believe each team has to have one American player and then they can choose up to two international players, um, men and women. So I think the total would be four for men and women, international. So then 
it becomes really limited for the players that are here that don't have that, you know, citizenship or residence, permanent residency status in order to compete. Mm, so you're saying anybody who doesn't have a resident or permanent resident can't participate in the PPL? You can, but then you figure as international. So you're competing against, you know, all the World Player Tour players that they can offer oh, okay. the contract to. Gotcha, you know, gotcha. So it's, it's, it's less less chance that you're going to be able to get Exactly. Chosen. You gotcha. get like, if, if I would be a citizen, I would have, you know, More much, chance. much chance. higher chances. Yeah. Yes. And I heard that, you know, I was looking in Instagram, the portal bears are, are hiring really top quality yes, international level. They've been uh, stepping it up, huh? Yeah, they stepped up the game. <laughs> so that it now doesn't mean that you have to play with the polar, polar bears. You're a free agent. You can go with anyone. I'm free. I can do whatever. Um, currently, yeah, it's, it's. I think they call it um, free agent. Free agent. So you can be drafted with with any team. I and believe. the draft is going to be what the 17th, 18th of November. November. So and next next week, pretty much. There's a no, there's like an event for Pro Padre League. I don't know if you've seen in San Diego, yes. where some of the players yes. are gonna be there. Yeah. And I think that's when when the draft yeah, is gonna happen. We, he's gonna be there. We're he's gonna excited. be witnessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yes. Good. Excellent. Good. So if you had to choose any franchise to play for, who who would you want to who would you want to play for? Ah, uh, that's they're, a they're, they're watching out there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. I honestly would don't have a preference. I think I I would love to get that opportunity and I would value a lot whoever, you know, trusts my progress and my level to to be part of their team. I think it's not only based on power, but also the the culture of the team is really important too. So coming from a tennis background and being part of a college tennis team, I think that the leadership of the team and the values of each team is is very is very important. So I would appreciate honestly um, any team that puts the trust in me. Wow, awesome. nice. And uh, what side do you play? You play left or right? Right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like After oh, right now. <laughs> uh, they made me do it. <laughs> they made you do it, but you know that made I think probably made you a whole you know whole player because totally. that's what happened to me. You know, I played mostly left, and then uh, you know I played left for a while, and then I moved to the right. And I now have more appreciation to that drive, and I learned a lot more. You know, is that the same as for I, you, or, or yeah, why did totally. you shift over? No, totally, totally. For me, it was it was a, a big change in my game completely. I I always went to the left side. Just I don't know why, honestly. I I just thought that you know with much much I would be super aggressive from tennis, but at the end of the day, it was it was it was giving me less of a chance because they would get the ball back. You know, at that kind of level, when you grow your level they it's not enough and at that point in time i didn't have the bandeja you know so it wasn't working for me that side but i never got the chance to realize and it was in the academy in valencia when i when i was practicing and then the coach our coach was there and anna was there also practicing on court and it was like a few days before we would fly back here so they were like before we had all the tournaments here in the u.s so they were like, I think you guys should switch. So I was like, that makes a lot of sense. You know, like when you, you've never talked about that, about that, but you're like, yeah, like. So you're saying at the time, uh, Anna was playing the right and you were playing the left? Yes, the whole time, the whole time. Wow. There. So I was like, okay, let's see how this goes, you know, like completely different story for me. So the next day we played a match and I played on the right side and it was a completely different story. I mean, for the good or for the bad? 
in that first match was was a little bit of a wake up call like hey like there's a lot of things that you need to think differently yeah. here you know yeah. not necessarily bad but just an adjustment yeah so i was like oh my god like i feel like i'm not doing anything i remember having that conversation with her she's been playing you know right side her pretty much her whole career so she was like no that's normal um that's that's how you feel but you're setting up the whole point so that i can finish you know so it was kind of like that change of mindset of playing strategic, playing to to work the point, you know, and establishing a strategy for the other person to to start um, being more aggressive. So it was an adjustment for sure. Good. And are you happy with the move? A lot. Yeah, very, very. I think it helped us a lot as a team. And I think I'm a better player on the right side. We always tell everyone in paddle, you know, it's, it's not what I want and what size do I want to play is what best for the capital or what's best for the team. Because, I mean, you have to be, use your strength and your weaknesses on the right side and you will make a huge, you know, difference there. Now, do you think you'll ever go back to the left side? Never say never, <laughs> never say never. But I, I am pretty happy with the right side. So I think I'm I'm going to stay there for, for a while. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, at, at the end of the interview, we'll, we'll shoot you a, it's a one answer question. There are 10 questions that you got to give a rapid answer and, and tell us exactly what you think from your gut. From your gut. From your gut. Okay. Oh, that's exciting. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First, first one. First we, one. We, we, yeah. We call it the golden point question. So this is it at the end of the, you know. All right. So first one, what's your best shot? My best shot is my backhand volley down the line. Your favorite racket? Wilson Bella. Solo está en tus manos. Favorite paddle player? Professional, professional. Tapia. Wow. <laughs> Golden point. Do you take it or you give it to your partner? Give it to my partner. More time to experience. Anna, remember, get ready for that golden point. Uh, what's your worst shot? My worst shot is probably the bandeja. Mm. Your favorite trick shot? Mm, drop shot. Drop shot? To the fence. Okay, I got a big one for you here. What do you prefer? Mm. Tennis or paddle? Mm. <laughs> right now, paddle. I like it, I like it, I like it. And the final questions of the night. Who is your favorite partner? Ana Cortiles, for sure. Ana, like us, share it. <laughs> Comment. <laughs> all right, Maria, thank you for joining us at Paddle Smash Academy. We want to wish you all the luck possible. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Guys, if you haven't already, make sure that you hit that subscribe button and turn on your notifications. And remember, it's free 99. It doesn't cost you anything to hit that subscribe button. Thanks for tuning in to Paddle Smash Academy. We hope you'll find our videos informative, helpful in improving your game and learning all things paddle. So until next time, keep improving your game. And remember, learn, play, and share.